Welcome to Neighbours, the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We talk about the last five episodes of Neighbours because it's a great time. I'm Vaya. And I'm CJ. Welcome back, CJ. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. I've been very interested to listen to the show, though. And, and watch the show at the same time. Yep. It's been good. Well, it's good to have you back. And we are going to jump into episode 7006. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> now, we start with Georgia and Kyle and Sheila with Lampgate. <laughs> this lamp email that they sent to Sheila that is still somehow a thing. Yeah. And Colette Nan is still angry with them because they sent mean things about the lamp. And then she goes and breaks the lamp Yeah, in a classic sitcom manoeuvre. And, and the dog sees. Oh, okay, so this, this is the episode where Bossy, the dog, shone. Her thespian abilities really shone through. Yeah, it was better than that time she got bitten in the park. <laughs> so Sheila kind of puts the lamp back together and puts it aside and is like, okay, we'll just, we won't talk about that. And then Georgia comes home. And she moves past the lamp and knocks it over and thinks she broke the lamp. Mm-hmm. It's all very Monica and Rachel and friends with the seashell lamp. And she's really tired because she's doing like her job and she's doing all these things for Sheila. So she's like really, she's withdrawn when she throws the keys. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, really? Yeah. And if they didn't live with Kyle's grandmother, yeah. this would be okay. They'd just bring the lamp out on special occasions. Yes. Like, but they live with her. Like in Gilmore Girls yep. where the mum keeps everything <laughs> in the basement and then digs it up when the mother-in-law comes to town. Yeah. So Georgia thinks she broke the lamp and feels bad. Gets, she gets a quote and now they're just shocked because the, the repair quote is through the roof. And... Colette Nan is really touched that Georgia and Kyle will spend all this money to fix this ugly present that they hate yep. just to placate her. And I'm tipping she just got it at the, the little shop down the road. Yeah, bric-a-brac. Yeah. So maybe that's where they were getting their quote from. Just the old man who works at the bric-a-brac shop is like, well, that'll cost you 500 bucks. Yeah, I'll get some super glue. It'll take me seven hours. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And this is the point where Bossy the dog is throwing major shade at Sheila just through her eyes. Mm-hmm. And we've made a collage. If you go to facebook.com slash neighbours podcast, you can see the collage of the many looks of Bossy looking in harsh judgment at Colette Nan. And I hadn't actually watched the episode when I saw the collage. Yeah. And then I, I saw the collage and I watched the episode and I thought, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You can just track the moods of the dog. Now, Colette Nan can't take the judgment from the dog, and that's that prompts the moment for Sheila to come clean and say, I broke the lamp, guys. You no longer have to do little jobs for me around the store. Exactly. I mean, the, but the one thing that really got me about this is, like, she's Sheila's an employee. If she needs help around the bar, shouldn't Paul just supply that? Yeah, and she's got casual staff. Cause yeah. She, she, they're there when she needs someone to yell at. So these poor casual staff, they're not getting their shifts because of Georgia and Kyle. <laughs> Just just doing odd jobs. Yeah. And along with their full-time jobs. Yeah. So it's all very confusing. Yeah. And now Kyle and Georgia are pissed at Sheila and they're not going to forgive her for this. And that's the last we kind of hear about that for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's all over now. It's all over. Yeah. Lampgate. So thank God we can put that aside. I love the way Neighbours closes the door on issues. Yeah. And there's a few of that this there's week. There's a lot of and that this week. <laughs> um, but they just close the door. They're like, mm-hmm. we've given the dog a shining moment. Yep. Sheila's had to come groveling. Yeah. And then that's it. 
Much like um, Imogen's eating disorder, which we never hear from again. Like never hear from Some again. people battle those for decades, but no, nah, we close on the door neighbors, on that. On neighbours, it only goes for six months. Yep. If that. Now, Chris, we left last week on a bit of a cliffhanger with Chris's seizure. Mm-hmm. He looked at a flickering light. Because in my mind, I felt like, oh, he never got punched. It was just the first seizure. <gasps> Oh, wow. That's an interesting theory. And like if you have a seizure and then hit your head in yeah. the process, that could cause the same problem. Ooh, this is fascinating. But they let that go. It's it's assured that my my heart is wrong Yeah, and the punch really happened. Because we kind of wrap up the punch storyline by the end of yeah, the week. Yeah, later on, yeah. So we, we have to stop our conspiracy theories because they're not going to come Doors to closed. be. Okay, so, so he has a seizure and he's in the backyard and his boyfriend finds him. They're taken to hospital and Carl examines him. Conveniently, Carl's on shift mm-hmm. when he's in the hospital. Now, there's a, some great moments in the hospital. Nate brings Chris some nighttime coconut slice. Yeah. And he doesn't want to eat it because he just brushed his teeth. Yeah. Which never stops me with some desserts <laughs> at night. Why can't you brush them again? A dessert is always enhanced by a bit of minty freshness. Yeah, exactly right. So then we have this gorgeous moment where Nate hops into the hospital bed with Chris and yeah. decides to spoon him and just be with him for the night and tells him he loves him. They were very sweet the whole week, yes. actually. Yeah. So that was absolutely gorgeous. And, you know, I'm th- these are the moments where I'm kind of sad that Neighbours is tucked away on Channel 10's secondary channel mm-hmm. because how amazing would that be on primetime Channel 10 to yeah. have two gay characters spooning in a bed? And I think we're going to get our first gay wedding. Oh. So we'll get our first gay wedding on Neighbours before we do in life yeah. in Australia. Yeah, well, Sad. ceremony. Susan's going to. Yeah, Susan will be there. <laughs> uh, okay, but we're getting far too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, they've just cuddled and we've we've got them married. <laughs> If only Chris wasn't acting like such a sad sack, I'd probably be even more happy for them, but we'll leave them for now. And then we go into the big arc of the week Mm -hmm. is Law and Order, Ramsey Street. Yeah. It's the legal, the big court hearing is coming up for Josh. So we've got the pre-hearing stuff and then the hearing. Yeah. And lots of manila folders and Mm. lots of meetings around the dinner table and all of that. And Brad is sitting with Toady to talk legals, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where he has this big epiphany about how he's brought Josh up the wrong way and he tried his hardest as a father but he's let him down. And, well, yeah, you probably have, mate. You yeah. you pushed him his whole life to be a competitive swimmer and now he's got nothing else left. Yeah, so what else is he going to do? Yeah. So they have this legals meeting and Toady suggests that they try and get the sentencing hearing delayed. Mm-hmm. And Josh Chris is still in hospital. Yeah. And Josh has this freak out as soon as Toadie calls Chris the victim. Josh starts yelling at Toadie going, he's our friend. He's not the victim. He's a person. And I don't want to delay the hearing. I just want to get this done. And then Brad starts yelling and then Josh starts yelling. And then for once, the Willis family is gathered and Tarage is not the one that's raging on everybody. No, poor Tarage. Yeah. She had a pretty tough week. But she she kept calm. Yeah. But it's all, it's starting to hit her on the inside, I, I think. Know. Yeah. It's only small surface issues that make her enraged. Yeah, and there's <laughs> She hulks out. So they're all yelling and screaming and then Tarage takes Josh for a walk to come down and then Imogen sits there with her Year 12 Legal Studies brain and starts trying to find loopholes. Yeah, she has become one hell of a lawyer. Oh, she's a legal eagle, that kid. Yeah. Her parents are falling apart and she's holding it all together. I am getting a lot of hints that she's not doing any study. No. Oh, God. I know she's making a lot of study timetables. Yeah. But not actually sitting down and revising. And so that makes me worried. Is she not going to get into law school? 
I think that's where it's headed. She's going to have to Elle Woods it. She's going to become renegade lawyer. Oh, no. Well, what are her options if she doesn't get into law school? Well, she could do arts for a bit first. Yeah. <laughs> and then transition in. Yeah. But Neighbours doesn't have the timeline to have a kid do arts law. No, because you're a lawyer in... A couple of weeks. Yeah, a month tops. So maybe she'll like get do some speedy course online and get yeah, it maybe, all done. I feel like we've already discussed. I feel like she's already studying at the Open University. Yeah. <laughs> but she's not keeping up with her timetable. Well, it's probably why she's not stressed about exams. She's like, eh, I'm going to be finished uni before my year 12's exams are exactly. even over. Yeah. So Imogen is really calm and she says, I'm proud of my brother. He's taking responsibility for being a schmuck and we should just calm down and support his decision. And Brad is like not into that. And now, I love how Toadie in this episode, he's just putting calls straight through to Imogen. He's not even going through the parents. Yeah. So he's like calling Imogen to check up on everything. And Imogen's like, I've got to take this call and leaves yeah. the, the, the outside family table. And that's when Brad grabs. Do you reckon she's got a phone under the Rebecca Laura account now? Yeah. She probably um, keeps her monthly bills and Toadie reimburses, reimburses a percentage. Maybe she highlights the calls. Yeah. That she made. Yeah. yeah. And so now, tell me what this document was that Brad hides, because I couldn't follow. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was the document that proves that he has an enzyme deficiency. Yeah. So that when he drinks, he goes, mm. But isn't that a document that you want to be on file? Yeah. So if it goes missing, yeah. then the court cast would have to be delayed. But my thing is, why wouldn't they just press reprint? <laughs> Imogen must have all of these documents saved on backup. Yeah. Even if you're just taking photos of them, you would you would have another method. What if there's a fire? There's tornadoes and fires and floods every week in Ramsey Street. Yeah, that street needs some external hard drives across the board. Exactly. So, you know, anyway, but that's the story. And that's where we leave Monday. Brad yoinks that form out of the manila folder and yep. Basically, Brad it. acts like a child. Yeah, yep. and Imogen is a responsible adult. So Tuesday... We have this missing document that Brad has stashed and Imogen is sus on her dad straight away. Mm -hmm. She goes over to Toadie's. He can't find the file. And in her head, she's like, my deadbeat dad has messed with our paperwork. And Toadie blames his 18-year-old intern yeah. on this missing file. And he puts a lot of pressure on her like she's a real lawyer. Yeah, like take some responsibility for your firm, Toadfish Rebecca. yeah. Like, maybe the 18-year-old intern shouldn't take home documents that are that important. And maybe you shouldn't be having these important meetings on the back patio. Yeah. Like, this is why you rent office space, isn't it, Toadie? When I was young, I crashed my dad's car when I was on my old place. Yep. <laughs> and technically, under insurance standpoint, it's the fault of the licensed driver. Oh, wow. So I feel like, in this case, this is Toadie's fault. This is definitely Toadie's yep. fault. Maybe since Naomi went away, their filing system's shot. Yeah. Maybe he should get a real assistant. Yeah. yeah. One that doesn't love him. And isn't in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Toadie fires this girl because she can't find a piece of paper. Yeah. This is the second time Toadie's fired her. That's, I mean, she needs her own lawyer to come back and get him for unfair dismissal. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because come on. He can't just say, why don't you take the rest of the day? Should have given her a warning. Yeah, come yeah. back to work on Monday fresh and mm -hmm. we'll reassess. But no, fired. Yeah. So Imogen hightails at home and yells at her father to return the document. And he's just being petulant and not being forthcoming with this piece of paper. Yet again, he is prioritising one child over the other. He's like, I'm all about the boy kid. Oh, it's awful. 
he has a, a much larger interest in his son. The moments where I'm reminded that Therese is a superior parent are rare. She's a good parent. Yeah, these are the moments where she shines mm. when Brad is just a damned fool. He starts actually raging to rage style, how he wants to stick up for his son and he's trying to protect him and blah, blah, blah. And Imogen's like, this is the law you're messing with. And so he somehow sees sense and trots on back to Toadie and fesses up and says, look, I stole that file. And he's like a little boy. Yes. So he gets yelled at. He gets yelled at by his daughter. He gets yelled at by Toadie. He's like, you're tampering with evidence. And if the court finds out, they'll think I tampered with evidence. And Toadie, another reminder why you should hold meetings in your actual office. but And have assistants that have a law degree. And it takes us to the really nice point of the episode where Toadie, with his tail between his legs, goes over to Imogen and apologises for flying off the handle. Yeah. But it's a lawyer's responsibility to uphold their duty to the court. And he, he has this nice moment where he mentors her. And that her first priority is now the law. Yeah. Because she's a lawyer, apparently. Okay, now we go into Paige and Brennan. So they've been broken up for a couple of weeks now. Mm -hmm. And Paige spots Brennan exercising. Using her punching bag. Why hasn't she just unhooked her punching bag and brought it with her to her new house? I don't know. I feel like there's no place to put it. So meanwhile, Brennan's stuck with... They're quite heavy. So Brennan's stuck (laughs) with this lollipop pink punching bag. Yeah. But they act like puppy dogs all week. Yes. uh, Brennan and Paige. Every time they see each other, they're like school kids. Like, oh, Hi. And they do that high school thing where they're like, I don't really want to talk about it, except if you've got three hours, I'm going to talk about it yeah. for those three hours. Constantly. Oh, so this is the Cup Day episode. And oh, that's right. Paige yeah. has popped home and put on her racer's dress. Yeah. That she's going to wear just around the street. And did she put wear a hat at the end? I'm not sure if she did. They, they all had a bit of fascinator action yeah, that's right. yeah. going on. And meanwhile, Paige is like, I've got to have an excuse for Brennan to see me looking hot because the last time I did that, it went really well. I wore his dead ex-fiancé's dress. Yeah, that's true. And then the next time she was hot, she was coming home from the club kissing other guys. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, why not go for the trifecta on race day? So she says to Pat, to Lauren, let's do a cup sweep for Yeah, the let's street. do another one. I don't care that Sheila's doing one. Let's, let's do two. And so... Paige runs around with the tickets and the horses and gets Brennan to draw one out. And this is what I love because obviously neighbours, you know, shoots and writes in advance. So they don't know the horse's names. So nowhere in the episode does anyone mention the name of a horse. I was waiting for someone to throw it down on the table and for it to be later imposed onto the paper. Except they would have had to have done it that day. There's no way they would have done it. They would have all been on holiday. (laughs) So they're at the pub and that's where Lauren and Paige just a picking apart the whole Brennan situation. Yeah. And I love how they hang out like they're like they're they're Gilmore girls. They are BFFs. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And it's kind of warranted now that Amber's so jealous of Paige because Lauren has Amber, a way, why is she there? She's Lauren's got a way better relationship with her bonus daughter than yeah. she does with her long term. Yeah, apparently daughter. she likes brunette children. And now let's take a moment to discuss Rain. So she, we meet her again this week and she's just drumming in public on a rug. What, what are your thoughts about Rain? I hate Rain. <laughs> I don't want Rain there. I don't want New Eden. You would prefer a drought. Yeah. Yeah. How and, about you? Well, yeah, I, um, I mean, she's a very clear device. She's a plot device and she's a gimmick. Mm. It's very hard for gimmick characters to resonate. Yeah. It's quite fun to laugh at her with her bongo drums in the middle of the Blasseter's complex. Yeah. In the in that place where they do the yoga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yoga lawn. So 
when you say plot device, yeah. what do you think? Well, she, what's her device in, in your... Well, she's there to shake up Daniel and Amber mm-hmm, and possibly mm-hmm. hit on Amber and have Amber question her whole being. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that would be good. Because of the free love and the polyamorous yep. nature of the cult that she's clearly setting up. And she's got a boyfriend coming. Yeah. Wolfie. Yeah, yeah Wolfie. <laughs> Wolfie and Rain. What a storm. So Daniel checks in on Rain about the cult. Well, yeah. I'm going to keep saying cult because that's what cult. it is. Yeah, it's all right, Bear. They can say commune, but be we strong in your conviction. Yeah. yeah, and so Amber's watching wistfully as Daniel and Am- uh, Daniel and Rain are drumming together on the lawn, and she's jealous because they have this history and this connection, and she's just dull. <laughs> yeah, she takes photos, and she confesses. Of course, she confesses it too. And she Paul. says, she says to Paul, yeah. You know, I just thought that look in his eye, that dreamy look in his eye was just, that's what he had for me. And no, no that's just how, that's just his face, Amber. Yeah. That's, that's how he looks when he doesn't have thoughts in it. Yeah. Yeah. Penny's dropping. And then we have this moment where Rain's doing fake palm reading on Amber and as a bit of a joke is trying to read Amber and Amber's just stiff as a board. Like, I don't want a bar of this. And Rain confesses that, you know, I came here for Daniel, but it's not sus. I want his help and I don't want to get in the way of your relationship. And P.S., why don't you be in our cult? Yeah, you could come and live with us on the lawn. And can I just say, for, for a girl who lived in the car for the last few weeks, she's pretty dismissive of living on the grass in the cult. Yeah, I know. She could probably get a hut there. Like, it's... it's Would a- they have power? Well, she's doing a lot of plans and a lot of talks with the council. So they've got to be, I reckon they'll have generators and at least be able to tap into the local public Wi-Fi. Yeah. I feel like they're still allowed to go to the watershed. Yeah. And like they still live a normal life. It's just that sometimes they sleep with their neighbor's husband. Yeah. So for someone who is living in a boot, you don't need to be that picky, Amber. And we have this random little thread where Paul and Sheila are competing over the Melbourne Cup sweep. Oh. And he buys a ticket and then... Colette Nan buys all the other tickets. And she's convinced, well, he, he can't win. Yeah. But the thing about Paul is he's got a stroke of luck. He's Paul. Yeah. He always comes good. Yeah. Even if he's only got one horse in the race, he, it's the one that wins. And he wins the sweep. Yeah. Imagine nature and spirituality connecting. Imagine love and unwashed bodies combining. Now imagine a place where everything you imagine is possible. Council permit pending. And imagine tents and caftans. Imagine New Eden. Welcome. It's not a cult. It's a patch of grass and a state of mind. But most importantly, it's really definitely not a cult. New Eden. You're listening to the Neighbours podcast with Vaya and CJ and we go into the middle of the week and our old mate Doug Willis, pop of the Willis family, is back from some kind of world holiday and he's here to hang out before Josh's sentencing hearing. Yeah, yeah. He wants to spend some time with the family before the kid goes to the clink. Yeah. But his wife didn't come. Wasn't that important. Nah. What's her name again? Pam. Pam. Pam nah. Willis, yeah. Pam was like, he made his bed. <laughs> <laughs> he can go to court without me. And they have they sit around and have breakfast and to raise us, Doug, how his memory's going and well, as far as he knows, it's fine. <laughs> he doesn't remember yesterday, so nah, what's the problem? Nah. He went for a walk in Madrid and yeah. didn't come back for three weeks. That was but, it. Yeah. And Imogen, and okay, the teenagers of Ramsey Street are pretty damn laid back. 
about their final exams. Yeah. Imogen's sitting there having brekkie with her grandpa and just gets up casually and says, anyway, got to head off to my final exam. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I guess with the other week's events, I mean, she's a lawyer and yeah. she's got her first big case. True. Um, so this is secondary. I know, but Amber's pretty stressed out. But I feel like that maybe is because Amber hasn't studied. But ever. even Amber had time in this episode to make food for Chris and collect it and go and drop it there before her exam. You know what? This is a constant problem that I have because I've lived more in television than in my real life. Yeah. And people in television have more time. I guess. Than people in the real world. The sun's up for quite a while on, on a neighbor's morning. Yeah. Like even when like when um, Nate found Chris having his seizure last week, yeah. I was thinking, you know what? I wouldn't be home. Like, I'd be out doing something. Yeah. Like, my partner would be seizing in the backyard for a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd noticed. We've got a lot of animals. They would have taken care of they that. They probably would have. <laughs> they licked him back. <laughs> but, you know, like, they've got a lot of time. And they visit each other all the time. And they do stuff before school. I never did stuff before school. Yeah, no. Breakfast was the main priority. And that was it. Yeah, and then going to school. Yeah. But they, like, go for coffee. And they, like, have, like, a quandary. And they have, like, a storyline that they pops a, in and out. They have a powwow by the lockers. Yeah. And, look, I just... Year 12 was a massive deal for me. And maybe I've worked myself up far too much about it. But the morning of my exams, I was still revising. Yeah. I still yeah, had yeah. my you notes. You still had the notes. I still had them as I was walking in. Yeah. And I'm not as smart as you. Oh. <laughs> I'm more the amber. <laughs> yeah. but... No, no, no. <laughs> but then I was. <laughs> but I You're at least the... a Georgia. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm at least a Georgia. Um, but, like, you had the notes. Even I went for coffee with people at, like, what would have been the Harold's. Yeah. In my world. Sam's Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> And sat there and read it, the notes, and then we went into the exams. Yes, you're memorising quotes, you're getting people to test mm. you, you're listing themes. Yeah, but and there would be like one or two things that stuck in your head because of that conversation. Yes. Yeah. Or at least Amber should be doing some deep breathing exercises. Yeah, maybe Rain could have helped her. Yeah. Anyway, I'll leave that. Just know that I have some major issues with the study habits of the Erinsborough teens. So then Toadie bursts in with some news, and that is Judge Lockwood is presiding over the sentencing hearing later on and she's a hard ass mm, mm. and they were hoping for some sort of haphazard guy that wouldn't care yeah they yeah. wanted a soft touch so toady sits down to prep the willises for one last legal jargon meeting where he throws out things like custody and uh, yeah and that he's going to go to prison straight after the trial yeah like, and that a, becomes apparent there's yeah. a possibility that yeah. they'll wheel him straight out into the remand center yeah and josh oh is gosh. like i won't get to go home first oh yeah bye I'll go pat my back. Like, what would he have done? I don't know. Come home and just had a few minutes on the couch watching telly. I don't know what you do. I guess you, you know, put some washing on. Send a few emails. Yeah. Change the voicemail on your phone. (laughs) Hi, I won't be available for 6 to 12. Just be in the slammer. (laughs) So... Because of Doug Willis... You need to put all your accounts on suspension so you're no longer paying for them. Yeah, totally. This house has heaps to do. Josh is right to want a minute at home. Yeah. And so he decides to spend his last afternoon of freedom having a hit of cricket with his grandpa who had some kind of um, Alzheimer's-induced memory of Josh playing cricket. Yeah. He forgot the swimming, the major goal of his life. Which is probably convenient because it's much more expensive to go and have Josh and Doug going for a swim than to get a cricket bat out on the yoga lawn. Yeah. So they have a little hit and Chris creeps on them from the bushes and just watches He does his them. creep face quite well, doesn't oh, he? Yeah. he? He grits his um his mouth and his muscles appear on the side of his face and he's really angry. Yeah, he's perfected it. Yeah. And then 
simmers on that thought, that image. Okay, now we have our little interlude with the nerd teens prepping mm. for space camp. Yeah. And it's been a great journey. I these. think I think originally we were we talked about this and we wanted her to go and him not to. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I'm really excited for Alice. Yeah. She's gonna gun it at space camp. Yeah. And so she's got her lists and she's planning to head away to the US to go to NASA and Bailey just wants time with his girlfriend yeah. before she goes away. And he's upset that she didn't make time for him. No, she can't even pencil him in. She's flat chat. Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, I don't have time for this. So he's not getting a look in and he says I'm not your top priority. And she goes, well, correct, correct. I'm going to space camp. Like space is my priority. Yeah. Um, And then she takes it one step further and says, you know what? Don't even have time for this conversation. We're broken up. Wow. (laughs) She's tough. I love it. I love her. She's going to rule space. Yeah, she is. I hope we're going to see her again. Me too. I hope they haven't just shipped her off. Yeah, she might have. She might be gone now. Mm. She might have just been the first girl that gives her the confidence and now he's going to turn into, you know, a bit of a snake. But he had confidence from Rani, beautiful Rani. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe he just picks well. He picks very well. <laughs> he makes great life decisions. Yeah. He does not belong in that house. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so, but then Alice does this about face. She comes back to the cafe and apologizes for the way she left things. And, they, and she confesses that, actually, I'm leaving today. Gran's dirty gran is taking me to Colorado to see family before we go to space camp. Yeah. So that's why I don't have any time for you. Yeah. By the way, it takes two days to apply for a ticket to America. But anyway, okay, fine. Well, we already have this travel agent that can put a rush oh, order on flights. Yeah, that's yeah, how that's Naomi went to Hawaii in that's four true. That's hours. America. Yeah. yeah amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're dual citizens. Oh, well, because the grandmother is, is American. American. Yeah. yeah. Then they part as friends and Bailey takes his opportunity and as it's written in the Neighbours publicity blurb for that episode, Bailey goes the pash when he farewells Alice. And he goes a real like Clark Gable pash. It's saucy, except for the fact that his dad's in the background. Yeah, and he's at a cafe that his mum owns. They even, they keep the dad in the shot while the pash is going on. Did he look? He was, yeah. Okay, thanks, dad cop. (laughs) Thanks, dad. And hopefully, we can only hope that we'll see Alice again. Yeah. But if not, what a lovely memory for Bailey to live on with. And now back to Rain, back to Amber and Rain. So it's Amber's big exam. We don't know what it is. We can only assume geography because that's all we've seen her studying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe English. Does photography have exams? No. And friend of the neighbor's family, Kate, pointed out that... Amber really should be spending all this time on her portfolio. Yeah, because that's what it's going to take to get in. Yeah. She's telling Daniel, mate, your ex-girlfriend wants me to be in her cult. Can you shut this down? Yeah. And Daniel's like, okay, sorry about that. He goes to Rain and says, you need to back off with your recruitment. Yeah. We're not interested. Yeah. We want to live as normal people. In a house. As normal people do. Yeah. And... Rain starts to sweet talk Daniel mm-hmm. and pictures. Maybe you could just help out, set it up for maybe one day if you and Amber want to live there with us. Just saying. Yeah. Dan- At some point they throw out the free love thing, right? I, I feel like I heard something. Well, because the whole thing is that that's the reason why Rain and Daniel broke up is because she was all free love and he just wants to settle down like Scott and Charlene did Aww. and raise a family and pick up Yeah, he wants somebody that – like that. there was a, a line about that, that he yeah. wants a bond yeah. like Scott and Charlene. But 
like a little mouse in an experimental maze, you just need to redirect Daniel's attention and he's off track. Mm -hmm. So he's like, maybe I do want to help set up a cult. Yeah, I'm good at that. So he goes back to Amber and she's like, mate, I told you to shut it down. (laughs) And he's like, oh, that's that's right. right. (laughs) (laughs) So Amber's like, well, I'm going to have to do this myself. So she's strolling along in a really nice woodland area. Yeah, it's lovely. That Wherever we, they do the exams in Erinsborough. Oh, we've got to see more of the, the wood. The yeah, wood the it's like a liberal park. arts college in America. It's beautiful. Yeah. And Rain spots her there and, say, and says, um, I heard you're not keen of me recruiting you guys to help out with the commune. Why don't you just instead help me take photos of these trees for my council land application? Yeah. And she wins Amber over by talk of photography. Mm-hmm. And actually, Rain is the one that mentions Amber's folio and says, you can use these photos in your folio. Yeah. And I love, like, the little camera that she's got, but Amber can, like, lay magic to any photo. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we leave. Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Hump day. Done. All right. This is what we've been building to all week. The big court case. It's the day of Josh's hearing. And we open on this montage where all the members of the street are getting ready for for court. And we see ties being straightened mm-hmm. and good clothes being pressed and put on. Yeah, and Chris's mum's back in the game. She's back. Don't know where his dad is. No, nah, he's not interested. Papa Pappas is still sunning himself on Mykonos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we have this voiceover that's reading out Chris's original statement. So yeah. we can set up the fact that he's going to backpedal and write a new one. Yeah. And he's trying to do up his tie and he can't do it. Because he can't use one of his hands. And can I just say, Imogen's court outfit is spot on. Yeah. She's got this <laughs> smart green shirt and black pants and she looks great. She's been planning that for a while. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, it's my big day in court. Poor poor little girl that, you know, like her first big day is one of her brother's worst. Yeah, his loss is her gain. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's going to continue as a theme throughout their lives. <laughs> yeah. Probably started when they were babies in the cot. Yeah, because they're twins, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I always forget that because he seems so much more delayed. Because they they appear to be of different ethnicities. That's that, that is a good point. <laughs> she does seem like Spanish or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a cheese sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Now we get to court. Chris stands up and reads a brand new statement that yeah. he's faxed through to, to Toadie. Now the court is very dark. Lighting is apparently not a high priority for the justice systems of, of Aaronsborough. Yeah, the courthouse has the lighting that they used in the Neighbours versus Zombies videos. <laughs> and so it's very film noir. We're back in the yes. like the thing. And um, Chris reads out his statement. And we've also got statements from Carl, you yep. know, that, that the voiceover from Carl about yep. basically how um, Josh has ruined Chris's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thanks, Carl. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, Carl. Jesus. Why don't we talk about the enzyme deficiency a bit more? Yeah. Yeah. And we've got quite an opinionated judge as well. And so Chris stands up and he reads his extra statement, which is, it's pretty heartbreaking. And then at the end, he just says, well, basically that Josh has suffered enough. He doesn't deserve to go to jail. Him living with his guilt is enough of a punishment, in my opinion. And Chris's mum, by the way, she can't go to the case. So she's at the watershed. Because Chris doesn't let her. Yeah. Because she's drama mama. Yeah. And do you feel that that's spot on with the the Greek-Australian thing? Yeah, no, my mum would have had a front row seat, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. um, so not to stereotype, but I feel it, like the, holding dep- her back was it, a little bit... It depends yeah. what side of the family. Like, there are some Greek mums that would have just been home cooking for everyone, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know? Like, mm-hmm. when you're home, there'll be a fresh, fresh pasticcio waiting for you, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it depends. But 
maybe she just wasn't available the day they shot those court scenes and so they had to figure out a way to yeah. write so around she's getting it. text messages. And who else is at the waterhole? Sonia. And then she goes up and try to talk to Chris's mum. Yeah, so Sonia goes and offers her sympathy. It's a mm. big day. And drama mama just loses her mind at Sonia and says, your husband's defending that that boy. Thug. Yep, who punched my son. So I don't want to have pleasantries with you in the bar. And Sonia tries to remind her that she too has made mistakes. Yeah, because we're both in the same Gambles Anonymous meeting. Yeah, so I know you stole that thing from the Brickerback stop. Yeah. Yeah. And that so you let's lied. all calm down. Yeah, and that you lied to your family for like 10 years or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. So we cross back to the court case again. The judge reads her statement and then that's where we learn that Chris's full name is Christos Theodore Pappas. Yeah, because they, they, yeah, they, they went there they went with there. that name. Yeah. <laughs> And she offers a suspended sentence with 300 hours of community service. Mm -hmm. What a letdown. (laughs) I know. So firstly, obviously, they don't want Josh going to the fake prison. No. No. Secondly, suspended sentences don't really exist anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. So since some horrific events that happened in Australia, basically suspended sentences are no longer a thing because you have to go to prison for them. Right. And unfortunately, it's not the murderers and the rapists and the king hitters that are going to prison. It's people with problems because less of these, you know, the really interesting ones, they don't get caught. Right. So that's interesting that he got a suspended sentence. So there is repercussions, but what a letdown. I thought at least six months. Massive letdown. And I thought he was going to come out hardened and rebellious. This does open. Maybe he could steal cars Mm. from Chris's garage. From the garage. (laughs) He can steal broken cars. Yeah. (laughs) Put them back together and then drive them off. This does open the door for some very interesting community service. Like, mm. what could he be doing? He's going to meet some fun new character. Oh, a bad girl. Yeah, on community service. Yeah. Oh, Teresa's going to hate her. Oh, she's going to hate her. <laughs> Although I was, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I thought he was just going to do like school talks about king hitting. I mean, coward punching. God. Nah. I thought that's what he was going to do with his time. No, nah, he's going to be doing manual labor on the side of the road. Yeah, surely. without his shirt. He's going to be fixing all the plants. He's, isn't, yeah. there, isn't there <laughs> still storm damage? The um the green project or whatever yeah. it was. Yep. Yeah. Well. Anyway, so he's done an Imogen. She can wipe that dust off her shoulders because, oh, as a lawyer, job she's done. done good. She, yep. So time to focus on the exam. Yeah. And now Patty Pappas, ma- drama mama, is pissed mm. at this verdict. And then starts paying out on Sonia to Detective Mechanic, who's just having a casual drink at the waterhole. Yeah, he's just hanging out. <laughs> and that's when he gets sus, and because Sonia's been receiving these threats, these letters that contain all of the home truths about Sonia's life, and he goes to Sonia and says, what's the deal there with Drama Mama? Mm. And Sonia's like, no, she's just a nice old Greek lady. She's not got a gambling problem. No, we just hang out in GA meetings sometimes. Yeah. And then we kind of round off the whole Chris and Josh story. Josh <laughs> goes to see Chris and thanks him for his new statement. And Chris said, well, what turned him around was that he saw him playing cricket with his grandpa and he saw him as a young kid and he had his whole life ahead of him. Mm. And he says this to Nate in the hot tub, you know, I felt I felt for the kid. It's a great hot tub chat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not a kid. He's 18. He's old enough to have relations with 40-year-old women. Okay. He's of age. Yes. But he's not sort of mentally there yet. No. And no. I don't think he'll ever be mentally no. there. But I feel like now maybe he's going to do a TAFE course because yeah. he doesn't have a job anymore. And he seems to have dismissed Year 12. Wasn't he back at school for a while? Yeah, but he stopped because he didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I really think that they did that 
So he could punch someone. Yeah, they had to make way for all the yeah, the I think legal that stuff. All of the gym brouhaha yeah. was about this. Yeah. So that basically, because could you imagine if he was doing his year twelve exams uh, and had to stop to go to court? Yeah, that would be quite traumatic. I mean, he could have applied for special consideration. That yeah. would have helped. And I mean, he would have got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so now I feel like he's going to do a TAFE course in like helping people in hospital. Like maybe he's going to be like an orderly that helps people with like injuries. Oh, and Georgia could mentor him. Yeah. Maybe he's going to be a nurse. Oh, actually, I don't think you can have a criminal criminal record and be a nurse. Look, this is, okay, we can keep brainstorming. It's going to have to be something. Maybe he'll be like a healer. <laughs> he can help Rain on the commune. Oh, maybe he will. He should hook up with Rain. All right, we've planned a lot of stories. Maybe Rain's going to be doing community <laughs> service. Yeah, we look, we've plotted a lot today. Yeah. We can leave some of these aside we hope and revisit it. Yeah, yeah, we'll revisit it. And now we'll just round off uh, Thursday with Doug Willis meeting his bonus granddaughter, Paige. Oh, and they get along like a house on fire. Yeah, they get along creepily well. Mm. Like he's like, can, can you hang out with me? Like he asks her in a really weird way. Like, let's spend some time with your old man. Yeah. Ugh. So this is the moment where Doug and Paige have this get together and then they go back home to the Willis's. And with no warning to to rage, just like, surprise, we're going to hang out. Yeah, which is really the times where she loses it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is unreasonable. Yeah. And she's only ordered enough Thai for five people. (laughs) (laughs) Look, a good home hint is if you're ordering takeaway, always order extra. Because you can always eat it later on the couch. Eat it the next day (laughs) or later on the couch. (laughs) That's also a good option. Yeah. That's when he puts his foot in it and he says, it's great to get to know Paige again. You know, if only we'd met her sooner, if only we knew about her, Brad and Lauren could have made a real go of it. And then they all sort of go, oh, he's got Alzheimer's. He can say rude shit like that. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Can he? Sure. But I feel like that's got nothing to do with memory. He's just being a prick. Yeah. But I thought what he said I like what he said. I think Brad and Lauren would have made a go of it. But I love the way he said it in such an Aussie make a go of it way. Yeah. Like it was just like, you could have made a go of it. I could have had a fair go. Yeah. And to rage his mind explodes. Yeah. I don't blame her though. Can you imagine if your father-in-law came and said that and then everyone just went, no, 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 he's got Alzheimer's. Stop being a bitch. I'm, look, I still haven't forgiven her for reading Lauren's diary. So yeah. she can just get over it. That's like an adult version of a storyline from the 1990s for a teenager. <laughs> from, but anyway. from Full House. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's all very awkward. And Paige goes outside in the dark to have a think. Mm-hmm. Just to prop herself against a wall and mm-hmm. mull it over. Yeah. Just look off in the distance. And then we have this lovely moment where Doug who somehow knew he was going to be stopping by and meeting his bonus granddaughter, has, oh, has yeah. this ankle bracelet like the ones he used to give to the kids at their christenings and yeah. he gives it to Paige to welcome her into the family. Yeah. My issue here is with Pam Willis. Pam, who continued off to Darwin or wherever she was going, yeah, didn't stop for her grandson's court hearing, nah. didn't think, I've got a new granddaughter, might stop and say good day to her. Nah. None of that. But I feel like she probably bought the anklet. Okay. Like... In yeah. my version of relationships, like she would have gone and bought it and reminded him like 85 times and written it on his hand. Yeah. You know, you know give so. her the bracelet. Even if he didn't have Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, on that moment, that was beautiful. And the look in Paige's face was like, yeah. finally, somebody has welcomed her to this family. It was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. And with no ulterior motives. No. Just a nice Not gesture. like, I would like to be friends with you so that your mother stops coming over and hitting on my husband. Yes, none of that. None of that. Yeah. Very nice. And then we finish with Tarage just being stroppy, mm. like putting away the tie takeaway and Yeah. And grumbling. then Brad and Therese have to face the issue 
that the court case is gone now, so they're going to have to sort out the relationship. And it's just sitting at home on an evening and watching a marriage crumble. Yeah. So I reckon they've got until Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's round off the week with Friday. And Friday, you didn't see. I haven't seen it. But actually, I found that my favorite way to see Friday is to come here, discuss it with Vaya, and then go home and watch it. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, that's the effect that this podcast has on people. Encourages more viewing of Neighbours. Because far too many people that tell me they listen to this podcast don't actually watch this. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And so, hey, if if there's something in it for them, great. I really feel that listening to this show would be enhanced. By watching neighbors. It might help a little bit. Yeah. You might think we're a little less crazy. Yeah. So we revisit the Sonia letters. This the truth bomber continues to send letters with their very prettily packaged stationery. Yeah. Like their red envelopes, which maybe they've got on sale from Little Burke Street for Chinese New Year. I don't know. Scarlet letter. Yeah. Yeah. And now they've hit the whole street. Yeah. Carl's got a letter, George has got a letter, everyone's finding out some home truths about Sonia. Yeah, which I feel like everyone knows. Yeah, everyone. It's probably on her Facebook profile. Yeah. Like convicted of this, gave yeah. up son. The, in her timeline, like 2011 came clean, got son back, you know. Yeah, started, married, married adoptive father. <laughs> got into Gambles Anonymous meetings, all of that. So finally they involved dad cop. Yeah. They're like, let's get the fuzz involved. And they reveal to him, he said, why didn't you bring this to me sooner? And they said, actually, we went to the cops and told them not to involve you. Not because you're incompetent, but because you're too close to this. When has that stopped them before? That's never, I mean, he was like, Josh is his daughter's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And he still had to take that confession. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So that was just some weird logic. And Dad Cop says, have you asked Callum about this? Which is very logical because Callum's got, you know, reckless teens that he knows that might have done this. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, no, we can't involve Callum. He's off being a genius. Yeah. Now, Matt, Dad Cop takes all the letters and says, the people down at forensics owe me a couple of favours. Right. I'm going to get these fingerprinted. Right. What has he been doing Yeah, for the, why pe- for the people at forensics mm. that he has favours owing? Yeah, because I don't feel like he would ever be able to do anything for forensics. It would always be the other way around. Definitely. Mm. So something weird there. Mm. And Maybe he's bringing some extra bodies for them to, <laughs> I don't know. From the, there's a zomb- actually like a Dexter-style criminal. Or like the zombies crossover. So Sonia goes to a GA meeting and she walks in and there's a nice circle in the community hall and she starts to tell her story mm-hmm. and then she breaks down and has to leave. Oh. And at home there's some lovely moments with Sonia where she's like, I can't deal with this, I don't feel safe, I don't feel secure and it's really sad. And then one of my highlights of the week, mm-hmm. so detective mechanics come over and he's like, I'm going to secure the house. I'm going to go and check all your windows and I'm going to need a helper. And he reaches over and picks up baby Nell and gives her a cuddle and says, come with me, jellyfish, and then takes her out of the room. It was so cute. Well, he'll end up happy one day, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like he's better than Toadie and he can protect things. It was. Well, I do have this kind of undercurrent of, I feel a bit of an attraction with Sonia and Brennan. And I, I dipped out a bit at some point. Did they have a pash? When she when she oh. had insecurities about Naomi, I don't think so. Sometimes I just rewrite fan fiction. They just in my got mind. yeah. They they just got very close, oh. and they were able to provide each other what no one else could. Yes. So that's a type of affair, I guess. Yeah, even though he's a policeman and she's a criminal. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Plant store owner. For yeah, reformed criminal. Maybe when like marijuana is legal in Australia, um, she can start selling it. 
I'm pretty sure that's high on her agenda. Yeah, she probably pickets for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can give it to Chris because it helps with seizures. Totally. Yeah. Now, Brennan has checked the house, not the room that they're sitting in. He doesn't check any of those windows. And so we leave Sonia feeling unsafe. Now, let's just take a moment because we're going to go on bump watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a bit of that this week. Because the actress, Eve Maury, who plays Sonia, is pregnant. Great news all round, mm-hmm. except for the fact that they're using all the tried and true yeah. tactics of television to conceal this pregnancy. They need more scenes in the plant store so she can just be carrying around pot plants. She can just be behind ferns yeah. for every scene. <laughs> and our good friend Kate at Remuge on Twitter, Neighbours co-host, has put together a list of all the bump concealment that mm-hmm. went on this week. Excellent. So, you ready? I bump, love it. Go for it. Bump watch. Bump watch. We're watching that bump. Rainbow caftan. White embroidered caftan. Lassiter's bar. Glass of iced water. <laughs> Navy embroidered caftan. Bar table. Kitchen bench. Chopping board held in hand. Fringed print kimono. Cushion held in lap. Yep. Flamingo tote bag. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Chunky necklaces. Baby Nell. Yeah. Dining table. And finally, large slice of chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> bump watch. We're watching that bump. Um, there was one scene where it was pretty obvious to me. She was standing up talking to Toadie. Yeah. And it was like, there's a baby in that yeah. body. Yeah. It's great. But so we'll, we'll continue to watch the bump. Yeah. Uh, and we'll pop some pictures of our favorite moments. Mine is definitely the chopping board up on facebook.com slash neighbors podcast. Yep. Have a look at the worst offenses. So we'll clearly build to... Do you, do you get maternity leave if you're an actor on um, Neighbours? I mean, na- Neighbours. <laughs> neighbours uh, doesn't pay anyone. I don't, I so don't have maternity leave here. You can, no. just, you can just take a week off whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, they just ride around it, yeah. you know, which is what we're building to, clearly. She's yeah. going to exit at some point, I'm guessing, to go visit Callum. Yeah, maybe to feel safer. So now, okay, let's just take a moment for some of the weirdest bits of story this week. Mm. And of course they come from bloody Dr. Carl. Yeah. Okay. So he, Susan's been really stressed with her PTSD. Yeah. Carl says. Her acquired. Yep. Yep. She got that from someone else. Yep. Yep. And Carl wants to take her to the farm. And I'm, and I, my reaction is Carl, let's not put Susan down. Don't take her to the farm. The farm? (laughs) She just needs a little bit of counseling and she'll be fine. Now, Susan doesn't want to go to the farm. And Carl keeps talking about someone called Lenny, like we're supposed to know. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go visit Lenny down on the farm. Who are you talking about, Carl? We don't, we're, I've never heard of I've Lenny. I've never heard of Lenny. Yeah. And Susan's like, nah, don't want to go to the farm. I've got reports to write. So Carl. Oh, reports. And you know how teachers behave yeah. in that time. That's, like, that's, get, it's very stressful. Get out of my face. So we, we have a scene later where they're in the cafe. Carl's been and gone to the farm. Like he's gone and come back oh so it's only half an hour away yeah he's like i thought it was in another state or at least a couple of hours but is this their farm i don't know i think it's one of his relatives's farm yeah like in where are they from again i've got no idea but they did live in a country town before yeah so this is the farm right and he's come back because he's playing with this rubber ball and he says lenny likes playing with the ball and i'm like is lenny a dog yeah (laughs) because then he's like mice and men lenny (laughs) Maybe, because then they've said, oh, someone's just taught Lenny how to use Facebook. I'm like, is Lenny 
does Lenny have some um, development so, problems? Yeah, is he a bit delayed? And and then maybe he'll hook like, up with Amber and <laughs> the commune. I mean, the F is Lenny, right? Yeah. So then Lenny's also selling pigs. Oh. And Susan, like, is Lenny a pig? We don't know. And then Susan goes, "You better not be thinking about buying us a pig." <laughs> right and so carl's like but they had cute pigs and susan's like i don't have time for this shit no i've one's, got reports no one's getting pigs. i don't think you've realized this out of living with me for 30 years when i write reports carl i'm not in a good mood back off and so carl goes away and buys some flowers and comes back and says i've got you something susan it's not the flowers puts the flowers down She's like, what? What? Have you bought us a pet? I don't want any more pets in this house. He's like, no, 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 come with me. And they go out the back, at the front, sorry, and there is a giant pig. Oh, no. Pot plant. It's like a a big, huge, ceramic, hideous pig, and it's got daffodils coming out of the top of it. Right. And he says, I'm named him Elvis. Right. Thanks, Carl. Okay, so you know what you were saying before about marijuana coming to Ramsey Street? Oh, it's clearly there. Like something is going on with Carl. Because have you Carl's seen part of the um, medical um, trial? He's a... Yes, he's doing <laughs> research. Have you seen a picture of this pig? No. Okay, I'll put it again. I tweeted it at Neighbours Pod. Here it is. That's Elvis. Oh, that's pretty. Isn't I'm glad it... that Lenny made that. Well, I think he bought it from Lenny. I feel like these are the pigs that Lenny makes. What? Please. Please send me a message if you're listening and you know what the freaking hell is going on with Carl. Yeah. Because what, why? You know how, like, we'll see, like, a storyline where somebody has some sort of um, sexual prowess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're unable to achieve it for whatever reason. They get frustrated and upset. Obviously, when Susan's writing reports, (laughs) Carl doesn't get to um, express himself (laughs) the way that he normally would like to. And this new post-traumatic stress disorder that's yeah. come on i mean that's probably caused a lot of problems the blue box hasn't been out at all so this is how carl unleashes yeah he buys c- ceramic pigs it is the it is hideous and confusing more importantly and Su- guess what susan's reaction is she, she hates it she f- hates it with a fiery passion mm-hmm. yeah okay. she just takes one look and says get it out of my face <laughs> and he goes i only paid 10 bucks for it oh yeah thanks and, carl <laughs> and in line, much like the week where he won the scratchy and said, I've won $7,000 and Colette Nan says, I'll give you $8,000 to shut up about it. <laughs> so he says, I paid $10 for it. And Susan says, I'll give you 50 to put it in the shed or in the skip. Yeah. Get it out of my house. Not into it at all. So I'm going to leave Elvis there. Yep. Okay. And I just don't know. I just don't know what to do with that. No. But I mean, it's got to be something for the future. Uh, it's got to be a smoking gun of some kind. Yeah. Why else is it there? It'll come back. It'll fall on someone and kill them. I think maybe it's going to be like one of the points of Carl and Susan's love. No, it's going to be one of Carl and Susan's divorce points if yeah. it's not careful. <laughs> and I'm not going to talk much about Georgia and Kyle because all they did for this episode is follow around Colette Nan who's been getting mysterious texts. And we know that they're from her son because they put out a press release this week and said that he's been cast. Gary, oh, Gary okay. Canning. Okay. And so is he Naomi's brother? Yeah. And, and where is he at the moment? Do and, we know? Um, Kyle's dad. No, do not know. Oh, Kyle has a dad. Yeah, because he wasn't at the wedding. And we've met the mum, so woo. And we know that the dad's estranged, or we assume. And so Kyle suss on Colette Nan because... He's like envelopes of cash are falling out of her handbag and she's getting text messages. And so they just hide behind trees and 
follow her. Okay. So I thought that Kyle's mum was Colette Nan's daughter. I think you're right. Well, I've got no idea why she's being pursued by Gary Canning then. Yeah. Maybe it's a different kid. Or maybe, well, maybe Kyle's a result of brother and sister love. <laughs> Well, we'll get the backstory next week when we meet Gary mm-hmm. because so Kyle has this moment where he doesn't recognise his own father. He's like, who's that man she's talking to? And then he says, oh, I think that's my dad. Oh. And that's where we finish the week. Okay, great. All right, well, I'm very much looking forward to watching the episode and seeing next week. Yeah, and it's strange that Kyle's never even seen a picture of his dad that he doesn't recognise him off the street. Yeah, and that he didn't have lots of eight, eight-year-old things where he like put the photo next to his bed and said, Dad's coming home. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Coming home. I'm going to play catch. Or maybe he thought, look, I don't want to cast aspersions on Frankston, but maybe he thought like the milkman was his dad. Or, yeah, maybe you know. he didn't know. No. No. And that's it. Look, I'm, I've left. I've been left a little bit bewildered by the damn ceramic pig. There's notes arriving. Like this is the synopsis of Friday. Notes came in letterbox. Son, you're upset. <laughs> ceramic pig. Father returning. <laughs> like where are those balls and how did they get together? It was a bit higgledy-piggledy <laughs> yeah. on Friday. And so that's where we leave it. <laughs> that's where we leave it. That's Neighbours for the week. And I've got to say, look, people are listening to Neighbours podcast. I've got stats, but I don't know who the hell they are because I'm not related to that many people. No. So <laughs> if you could just send us a tweet at Neighbours Pod or post on the Facebook page, say hi because I'd love to know yeah. who you are. Yeah, I want to know too. That'd be great. So thanks for listening, and if you'd like to check out a bonus episode I also put up this week, which recaps Neighbours vs. Zombies mm-hmm. on the YouTube, have a listen to that because it's a cracker. CJ, it was good to have you back. Thank you. It was lovely to come and visit and talk Neighbours with you. <laughs> and we'll catch you soon. All right, wonderful. Bye. Bye.